What is up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Book Off Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I just wanted to take a quick second to thank you guys for supporting this little venture of mine. It's been amazing to see how much feedback I've gotten. Thank you to the people that listen, to the people that share. You know, thank you for just in general being a part of this. This is something that I'm really enjoying doing, actually. And, you know, your feedback is welcome and appreciated. And so are your listens and your shares and anything else. Any kind of contribution to this is, it it means the world to me. I'm I'm loving doing this. I'm loving, you know, putting my voice out there and putting others' voices out there. And it's just coming together really well, and I couldn't have done that without any of you. So I just really wanted to take a quick second to thank you guys for that. Um, but beyond that, let's kind of get into what we're going to be talking about today. Um, it's, it's a circumstance and a situation that I've been going through a lot. And I figure if I've been going through it, there's bound to be somebody else that's going through it in some sort of way, whether it's identical to my situation or whether it's, you know, it differentiates from, you know, different points. But I figure, you know, share a little bit of my wisdom. Hopefully it'll help. And even if it just helps to know that, you know, you're not alone in a situation, then that's, that's, that's my goal here. So, um, basically I've been going through like this really weird period for the last two months. Um, and I didn't honestly really recognize it. I was just kind of, you know, really sad, kind of like I was grieving and homesick, but I couldn't quite put the pin on what it was until these last two weeks and really these last few days that I've really like fully understood and was aware of what was going on in my life. And basically, I think what really like where it started was I started to realize that the difference between who I was as a high school student and a kid is very much so different from who I am as, a, as an adult and as a college student. And I mean, obviously, those are going to be two very different things because, you know, you've got, you're at home, you're not paying bills, you know, you, you're not taking care of the really important stuff, and then you come to college, and and that's the case. And with my certain circumstance, I kind of threw myself into adulthood in the way that I never, I, I told my mom that I wanted to pay for my own college and my life I wanted to provide for myself because she had been doing it for so long and I felt like it was my turn to do that and give back to her in whatever way I could and as far as you know being able to provide for her right now that's the best I can do is taking my education off her plate as far as finances and stuff like that go because it's it's a pretty heavy burden and you know I just I felt like that was a necessary thing and I felt like I was obligated to do that so it's what I did and Going from that kid that, you know, didn't have bills to pay, didn't really have a whole lot of responsibility other than, you know, doing my household chores, taking the trash out, you know, going to school, coming back in the afternoon, going to work, um, you know, participating in my recreational events. Those were my responsibilities, whereas now I have these really heavy responsibilities and now I am responsible for, you know, taking care of my mare, providing for my mare, providing for myself and my future. And I have a lot riding on my shoulders right now. And it's been a lot. And I knew that from the beginning. The first semester of college was, it was, it was a little challenging trying to come to terms with the fact that I was, you know, I guess the breadwinner and 
everything else within, you know, my teenage years. And it was a lot, it was a heavy responsibility. And finally I just buckled down and I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to deal with this responsibility and I'm going to do it. But that's where the kind of grieving and homesickness came in. And I thought that's really all it was. But the more that I like came to terms with it, the more that I realized that that wasn't what was bothering me. Like I was coming to terms with something that wasn't really bothering me. What was bothering me was that I wasn't that kid anymore. Not that I was the adult, but that I wasn't that kid anymore. And I didn't get to, you know, mess around and not have the responsibilities. And that's when I, I really realized these past few weeks that it, it was the recreational side of things, the being able to rodeo and doing things that, you know, it, it was like a hobby. It was like a side, a side thing that I had going on that I didn't get to do. And I didn't really realize how important that was to me until I didn't get to do it. You know, it's kind of like that you don't know what you have until it's gone kind of thing. But at the same time, it's a really weird double standard because at the same time when I was rodeoing and I was learning and I had one of the best trainers, in my opinion, in the world uh, training me, I was, I was the happiest I'd ever been and I knew that. Because as a gymnast and as a cheerleader, I was a gymnast for 11 years. I was a cheerleader for three. As a gymnast, I didn't really care about gymnastics. It wasn't my thing. You know, I had girls that had those goals to go to the Olympics and they wanted to be the best and they wanted to keep, you know, going to new levels and, and getting better. And I was not really super interested. As a cheerleader, I didn't really have to try super hard. I mean, I had taken what I learned from gymnastics and kind of made that into being a good cheerleader. And then I kind of fell out of love with the sport and I stopped being good at it because I had fallen in love with rodeo. And with those two things, you know, in cheer, being really privileged to be able to do the things that I did do without really having to put a whole lot of effort into it and not really caring in gymnastics, those two things kind of led me to a spot where I didn't really care and I wasn't really super passionate about anything. I didn't really have a work ethic and I kind of just like pushed everything off and you know, I wasn't a tryhard. I wasn't an overachiever. And I think being an overachiever is actually a really good thing. And so once I got to rodeo, I went through a lot of, I went through a lot of adversity as, you know, I was a 14 year old kid that had just started riding and I was 14 years behind most of the girls that were in my age group and that were rodeoing. So there was that. There was also the fact that I was still in school, you know, wasn't like it is now. It's very much so, it was very much so in person and I hadn't transferred over into online school yet. And so I didn't have a whole lot of time to do it on top of the fact that it was expensive and challenging and just the entirety of the situation that I was in was overwhelmingly like the cards were all the way stacked against me. And I had every roadblock because, you know, my mom didn't like me doing what I was doing because she still wanted to be a cheer mom. And I've always been a tomboy and 
the whole, you know, rodeo agriculture thing kind of feeds into that whole tomboy aspect. And she was kind of having a hard time getting used to that. And so everything just made it harder. And as I went along, I got involved with people that didn't necessarily want the best for me, didn't necessarily do the best for me. And so that added, I mean, everything. I just went for probably a good two consecutive years, just holding on because I wanted to be able to rodeo and I wanted to be able to do what I wanted to do. But I overlooked all of the negative and I overlooked all of the bad parts of it because I I loved it so much that I wanted to do it. And because I recognized that never in my life before then was I the person to wake up and get there first and the person to leave last and go to bed the latest. And I had figured out and discovered what work ethic was. I had I had figured out what love was through this thing called rodeo and figured out what passion was through agriculture. And it was like I found myself. Because as a really young kid, I had... I mean, everybody has those friends that have horses or those family members that own ranches or farms or whatever. And I had had a friend like that. Uh, it was a family friend of my mom's. And we went out and, you know, went to small little rodeos or whatever. And I loved it. But from then, even as a little bitty, I mean, we're talking five, six-year-old kid, something about that world, like, tugged at my heart and pulled at me and said, this is where you belong. And when I found it again as a 14-year-old, I, I figured it out. I knew that as soon as I put my left foot in the stirrup and swung my leg over a horse, I was like, this is exactly what I want to do for the rest of my life. And so as I got here, as I kind of grew up, got older, figured things out, I had made the promise to myself that I was not going to give up. No matter what cards were stacked against me, my 14-year-old self didn't let all of that get in the way. 15-year-old self didn't either. My 16-year-old self looked herself in the mirror one day and was like, you know what, I'm going to keep doing it like this. Nothing's going to get in my way. I'm not going to stop until I get what I want. I'm not going to stop until I am one of the greatest. And to this day, that is my why. My why is to be the greatest. Don't necessarily know in what field, whether it will be in the agricultural field or in the rodeo field, but my goal is to be the greatest at whatever it is that I choose to do. And when I look myself in the eyes... And like I said, said, hey, nothing from this point on gets in your way. You're going to keep going. You're going to continue on. Doesn't matter if it was how it was when you were 14 and you had every reason to give up, but you didn't. We're going to keep going. It doesn't matter if it takes until we're 57. We're going to keep going. We're going to make it. We're going to do it. Just stick to it. Have some patience. Throw your head to the ground and let's do this. And so that eventually went on to me getting a job and saving every penny I had. And now I own the mare that I have now. And love that thing to death. Could not love anything more, I don't think. Don't know what I'm going to do without her. But let's not talk about that because for some reason I always cry when I think about that. And 
So then, then these last few weeks, I've really been like within the process of like figuring everything out and figuring all of this out and kind of putting the pieces together. I've been like that whole like mentality of what am I going to do without my mare? Like kind of turned into what am I going to do without rodeo? Because without my mare, I can't rodeo. And then like I started thinking about it and it started hurting a lot more. And then I started realizing that ever since I was that 14, 15, 16 year old kid, I'm 19 years old now and I have a lot more responsibility on my plate. And then maybe it's time to give rodeo up. I mean, I, I, I had thought about all of this and I had struggled to figure out why, you know, I was breaking down. I'm going to be honest with you guys, crying sometimes, trying to figure out what was wrong with me, just really like having this like internal struggle and not being able to come out better on the other side like I normally do, not being able to see that light at the end of the tunnel like I normally do. And then it clicked and I was like, my heart is trying to tell me that I'm done with rodeo. My heart, is, my heart is trying to tell me that we need to come to terms with the fact that things are harder now and I don't have the time and I'm too busy with homework and work and trying to provide for myself that I can't do what I love. And so then it just got worse. My heart just completely just started hurting more and the more that I tried to come to terms with it, the more that I couldn't. And then, again, like a few days ago, I realized, I was like, that is not what your heart is trying to tell you. Because your heart sat back since you were five or six years old and waited for you to mature to bring back to you God, the universe, whatever, waited, sat back, let you mature, and waited until you were ready to give you the thing that makes you who you are. That's formed you into a better human being. And let you learn from some of the craziest scenarios and situations that you've been in. In ways that you never thought were possible. And you think that your heart's trying to come to terms with the fact that that's not what we should be doing anymore. No ma'am. If anything, your heart is sitting there squeezing itself. And that's so weird, squeezing itself. Okay, I'm not repeating that ever again. Your heart is sitting there giving you this pain because it, it wants you to realize that despite all of the things that are hard now, it's, it, you've taken some time off for school. But guess what? Knock, knock. Wake up. It's time to get at it again because I'm hurting and you're hurting and kind of seems like that mare out there is hurting too because she's not quite herself anymore. Wake up. Get your butt up. Let's do it. I don't care how hard it is because think about this. If I, if I looked myself, if my 19-year-old self looked my 14-year-old self in the eye and said all that adversity that you went through, all those cars that were stacked against you, all of those roadblocks that you leaped over, slid under, ran around, all of that that you went through, all of those people that you had to give up because they said that you couldn't do it, all of those girls that laughed at you in the warm-up pin because they didn't believe you could do it either, you're going to sit there and tell me 
that you're going to look your 14-year-old self in the eye and tell her that all of that crap that you went through is not worth it because things got a little bit harder. They were already hard, but they got a little bit harder, and now you're going to give up. Let me ask you this one question. If you're going through the same thing that I'm going through, and you had to look your 12-year-old self, 14-year-old self, younger self in the eye and say, I give up, would that kid just sit there and be like, eh, yeah, that's okay. I get it. I still look up to you. I still want to be you. Because I can guarantee that for 100% of you that ask yourself that question, the answer is going to be no, whether you like that as an answer or not. There's not a single person that is listening to this that can 110% without a doubt say that their younger self would be proud of them for giving up. Because their younger self might not have been like me. They might have been in a situation where they didn't get to choose that they weren't going to give up. Because if I would have told my younger self that as a 19-year-old who's on her own in the world, making her own decisions, has the resources that she has and the people in her life that she has, and is going to a credited university with crazy good professors and just resources. I mean, that's the best word I can use to describe. If I would have told my younger self that, and been like, well, I'm making my own money now. I have some really cool people. My boss is one of the best horsemen in the, in the state. But you know what? It's getting a little too hard and I have a little too much on my plate, so I'm going to give up. Do you know what my 14-year-old self would have done if she would have heard that in the midst of everything she had going on? She would have looked me in the eyes and punched me square in the nose as hard as she could. Probably would have broken my nose. If that was a person-to-person situation, there's no way I would have come out better on the other end of that as a 19-year-old. So I sat there and I sat about it, thought about it. I sat there and I sat about it. I sat there and I thought about it. And I was like, okay. If, if I were to have that conversation, I probably, I, it, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have come out better. So, as I went on with that conversation in my head, I was like, well, shoot, like, if that's the case, I wish I was the kid that I was. I wish I was my younger self. Because I had that work ethic. I had that personality. I had that drive. I still have that. It's still there. It's not like it just magically goes away when you turn a certain age. You just get more things on your plate and more added responsibilities. But like I said, I've learned more and I've grown more as a person and a human being. So not only do I have that attitude of that younger person that I was, but I also have the knowledge and experience that's grown from there. So imagine what I can do with all that. Just sit back and imagine yourself five years ago, ten years ago, however many years ago it was that you, you really liked the person that you were. Take that.
take that person and add every single thing on that you've learned from then till now. Bro, it's mind-blowing. It's absolutely mind-blowing the difference that all of that makes and the things that you could do in the situation that you're in right now. And it might be worse. Who knows? You might be like, no, I, it was worse then. Like, I don't really want to... I don't want to go into that. I'm better now. I want to be the person that I am in the future. Okay, so if you want to be the person that you are in the future, why are you sitting down and wishing that you're the person that you were in the future? Or even wishing that you were somebody else? Because I've done that a lot too. The other day, I sat there and compared myself to my best friend because she gets to do exactly what I want to do. And she was frustrated with that. She was like, dude, don't be frustrated with that. Our circumstances are two totally different things. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And if that's the issue that you're having, please go listen to my podcast called The Person You're Not. It's necessary that you don't compare yourself to others. Because the more that you compare yourself to others, the less you spend time bettering yourself. You get worse instead of better. You really do. So, it's success is is it's not final, but at the same time, failure is not not something that you just lay down on the ground and take. Failure is not fatal. It's the courage to like continue and press on and keep going that counts. Even when you have more added onto your plate than you did a while ago. Even if it gets a little harder. Because I have news for you guys. The more that you succeed and the more that you win and the more that you try, the more difficulty is going to come along with that. You don't just like get to a certain level. Like in, in a video game, you don't just get to a certain level and then defeat the final level and then you're done with the hard part. You get a bigger and meaner boss level every single time you level up. It doesn't just randomly stop. But the difference is, the difference in somebody that wins and somebody that's good at winning and somebody that makes winning their... I don't want to say prerogative because making winning your prerogative should not be the thing. Somebody that makes success very, very prevalent in their life and the difference between somebody that makes failure and success prevalent in their life, I got news for you. The person that makes success and failure prevalent is going to be 10 times more successful than the person that just makes winning and success prevalent. Because you sit there, just sit there, sit, sit somewhere and take somebody that has had everything handed to them, has had everything given to them, is winning all the time, and then take somebody, this is like the typical, like stereotypical motivational speech, but just listen to it, okay? You take this person over here that has success and failure and makes that prevalent, both of those things. Versus the person that makes winning and success prevalent. You take those two people, and I promise you, pinky swear and kiss it, 
that that person that makes success and failure important to them, 10 times more successful. Because they understand that life is not fair. It's not always easy. The word fair should not even be existent in today's vocabulary. They understand that. They understand that to get to where they need to go, they have to sacrifice things, but they also have to take the good with the bad, and they have to realize that, you know what, I might have a lot going on right now, but I'm going to keep pushing, and I'm going to step over that roadblock. I'm going to look it in the eyes. I'm going to look my adversity in the eyes, and I'm going to say a big F you with my middle finger up because in the end, that's going to make me better. That person over there literally does not lose. The person that values success and failure equally does not lose. Because you cannot have success without failure. You cannot learn without failure. Not even failure. You don't have to fail to learn. You don't have to fail to succeed. You just have to go through challenges to succeed. And to learn and to understand what you have when you have it. No matter how hard it is, no matter how difficult life gets and how much things get put in your way, for me, it's schoolwork, constant amounts of homework, papers, speeches, exams, experiments, whatever, you name it, NMSU has thrown it at me. But guess what? Dude, you don't learn. Without all of that. But that's not where I was going with that. All of those homework assignments. Then I have work. Okay? This is where it gets a little complicated in my life. Because I pay for school, okay? But I'm always at school, so how am I going to work? But I need work to go to school, so... It's complicated, and it gets jumbled, and it gets really busy, and it gets really overwhelming. And that's where I sat there, and I was like, you know what? That's why. We got to give it up. We got to just, we got to lay it to rest and put it there, and, and maybe we'll pick it up in another place. And that's okay. That's an okay thing. If that is absolutely what you have to do, do it. But don't fully give up on it. Like, if you have to lay it to rest for a little while and then dig it up a little later on down the road when you have time... That's okay. Do that. Whatever's best for you. But you know what? For me, personally, that would have just felt like, in my situation, giving up. Because I do have the time. I can make the time. I can wake up earlier. I can go to bed later. I can work on my homework longer. That way I have more time to do the things that I need to do to get myself where I want to be as far as rodeo goes. As far as my recreational activities go, I have the time. I just have to squeeze it in. And I was being too lazy to squeeze it in because I enjoy my me time. What? Rodeo is me time, bro. If you enjoy it and you're passionate about it, there's nothing more that you're going to like doing better than that. Yeah, okay? It's a little complicated sometimes. Waking up early in the morning when you don't want to, to go out and ride, to go out and feed, to go out and do whatever. But guess what? It's always worth it. That's the whole point, is it is always worth it to do what you don't want to do in the moment. 
If you turn around and do it, and then like a week later, you're like, man, I'm so glad I did that. We had a really good day of writing, and if I hadn't done that thing a week ago, I wouldn't have been able to do this today. Guys, if I would have realized this whole, like, man, I'm struggling, like, this is hard. I have too much on my plate right now. And I want to rodeo. Rodeo is my passion, but I can't do it because I have all of this stuff going on. If I had to realize that a long time ago and been like, you know what? You don't have time for distraction. Distraction is not an option right now. If I had realized that I needed to starve my distraction to feed my focus two months ago, do you know where I'd be right now? Probably a lot further on down the line than I am now. Now that I'm just now figuring it out. Never giving up. I have it written everywhere. I have it written on my keyboard. My favorite poem, which I'm going to read you guys later. I'm going to make you guys listen to it because it's good. I have a poem sitting on my nightstand that talks about not giving up. I have multiple pictures in my camera roll about not giving up. I have motivational videos. I listen to motivational speeches and podcasts all the time about never giving up. My whole life is about never giving up. Because there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. That's, that's my quote when things are bad. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel, Malia. You can do whatever you set your mind to. Just don't give up on it. It gets exhausting sometimes because it's hard to not give up. But if that's my entire life and that's my whole mindset and that's what I go at everything with, where has that, where's that been? Just because things got a little harder? Things get a little harder every day, bro. Does that mean you're just going to lay on the ground and be like, okay, it's hard to wake up in the morning, so I'm just going to lay down here for a second and just not get up. No. If you look yourself in the mirror every day, or even if you just looked yourself in the mirror at one point in your life and pointed at yourself and been like, you know what, I'm on this earth for a purpose, I'm here for a reason, I'm doing what I'm doing because some way, somehow, I'm going to be one of the greats or I'm going to inspire people or I'm going to contribute to society, whatever it is. That's your why, whatever you think your purpose is. If you've looked yourself in the mirror, you've looked yourself in the mirror. I really can't speak English today. Sometimes I don't know why I own a podcast. I don't even like the sound of my own voice, but that's besides the point. If you look yourself in the eye or have at one point and been like, I'm on this world, I'm on this earth, I'm here for a reason. Why, why give up? Even if that's besides the point, that's totally besides the point. Even if you don't look yourself in the face and say, I'm here for a reason. Dude, you're still here for a reason. You're on this earth by the miracle of life because you belong here and you're going to do something great and you contribute to the world in some way, in some shape, in some form. So what's the point in giving up? What's the point in giving into the hard stuff? Dude, average is not on the menu for any of us. We don't wake up every day to be average. And we, we just don't. You're not an average human being. 
The fact that you breathe your own breath without having to tell yourself to breathe is not average. The fact that you blink your eyes without having to tell yourself to blink is not average. The fact that your cells grow every single day without something telling them to grow is not average. You are not average in any way, so don't think that you are, and don't stoop to the level of average. You're not on that level, and you never were. That's the bottom line. That's Somebody out there is getting better every single day. So why not you? Why can't you get better every single day? There's no reason why you can't. Giving up? Sorry. We don't do that here. Not an option. And if, and if your whole thing is, well, talent. Like, I don't have talent. You don't need talent, bro. Dude, I barely have balance. And I get on a thousand pound mare. A female. A thousand pound female. Every single day. Zero balance. Zero hand-eye coordination. I'm not talented, but you know what? I swing a leg over every single day. And with the mindset that I'm going to learn at least one thing. I'm going to learn one thing or I'm going to teach one thing. It's not about the talent, bro. It's about the effort. I love this quote. And it says, effort will get you the win when talent is having a rest day. Effort will drive you home when everyone expects you to give up. Earning is the reward won by effort. Did I say earning? I meant winning. See? This is why I shouldn't be allowed to have a podcast. Winning is the reward that you win by putting in effort. Success. Money. That's what effort gets you. You don't have to be talented. Just do what you, wa- what you can with what you have in the place that you are. And I guarantee you there's always something that comes out of it. Something positive, something good comes out of that. Because I can't, whoever, I don't know who needs to hear this. Whoever needs to hear this, giving up at this point, not an option. The word failure is not in your vocabulary. And I hope you know that. I hope you understand that. Feed your focus. Feed the focus that you have. Because if you're anything like me and you're in the situation that I'm in right now, you're realizing that you are supposed to be doing something that takes a lot of effort and a lot of time and a lot of the things that you don't have. And that you don't have easily. But guess what? Like I said, this whole entire podcast, anything that's easy is not worth having. It's not worth obtaining. It's not worth pursuing. Difficulty and the road less traveled is where you want to find yourself. 
take that road with your head held high and keep trucking. It's not, it's not easy. But everything about being average is easy and everything about being one of the greats is difficult. So do you want the reward or do you want comfort? Do you want comfort zone? I don't know about you, but I have a lot more fun when I'm not in my comfort zone. Sometimes I look a little stupid, but hey, once again, that's the price you pay for being above average. So with that, I am going to leave you with my favorite poem and let you think about it. And hopefully it really drives this message home. It says, when things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high, and you want to smile, but you have to sigh. When care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is queer with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns. And many a failure turns about when he might have won had he stuck it out. Don't give up, though the pace seems slow, you might succeed with another blow. Often the goal is nearer than it seems to a faint and faltering man. Often the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup. And he learned too late when the night slipped down how close he was to the golden crown. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint of the clouds of doubt. And you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems afar. So stick to the fight when your hardest hit. It's when seem, things seem worst that you mustn't quit. Don't quit, guys. Don't give up. And that is all for this episode of the Buck Off Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am signing out.